Welcome to another episode of Canberra Eats. I'm your host, Felix Baskin. On the show today, I had the opportunity to interview Ellen Marie Bennett, founder of the Headley and Bennett Kitchenware Company. She talks about her start in food service, the idea of her first product, and then turning that product into a multi-million dollar company. She also has a new book coming out, Dream First, Details Later, also launching in April. Let's get to the interview. Let me welcome to the show, Ellen Marie Bennett. Hello, Ellen. How are you? I'm so good. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Um, So for the few folks who haven't heard of Ellen or her company, Headley and Bennett, I'm going to give a quick overview, and then we could get more in depth with some questions here. So Ellen, you started your kitchenware company, Headley and Bennett, in 2012 with emphasis on restaurant or commercial grade quality aprons. Yes. You were actually working in a restaurant kitchen when the opportunity for your first order came about, and the company has quickly grown in less than 10 years. Uh, The Headley and Bennett brand is the favorite of industry pros, and many celebrity chefs like Martha Stewart, Alton Brown, Roy Choi, a lot of my favorites. Uh, I I, I met Roy Choi a few times, and he's a really, really cool guy. Um, The company is a manufacturer in downtown Los Angeles, where you also have a Mm -hmm. test kitchen. And you also have a book coming out, launching on April 27th, Dream First, Details Later, right? Okay. Yep. And also during the pandemic, you guys have donated 500,000 masks to frontline workers, hospitals, restaurants, and charities. So that's a lot that I, that I covered the, 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 the basics. You did a good job. Oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I was impressed. I was impressed. I I did some research. (laughs) I did some research. Uh, so but let's start a little bit with your background. How how did you get into food? Well, I wanted to have my own restaurant at one point. I wanted to have like, you know, a, a, ironically, I wanted to have a chain of taco restaurants. Um, and I'm I'm half Mexican. I, I spent a lot of time in Mexico growing mm-hmm. up and I just loved everything about it. And I thought, okay, well, if I'm gonna do that, I better get a job at a real restaurant. And I got a job at Providence, which is a two Michelin star restaurant. So pretty fancy for taco land, but regardless, uh, it was a job in a restaurant and that's really what I was aiming for. So I started working there and really kind of like sunk my teeth into what people are expecting and expect in the kitchen uh, from you as an individual and also just like as an employee and really learned to be a big part of this team, this like right. wild team that went into battle every night. You right. know, every dinner service was a battle. Um, and that was, I was about 22, 23 when I, when I did that. And I started okay. Headley and Bennett when I was 25. Right, okay, great. Uh, now, before I get into the, the company and all that, yeah. I did read somewhere that at one point in time, you were the national lottery announcer on TV <laughs> Azteca, right? Yeah. Yes, I had a lot of peculiar jobs when I lived in Mexico City just to like pay my way through school and all of that. And this was one of them. I would go on television like Monday through Friday, sometimes Saturday, and I would announce the winning lottery numbers and I would point at every single one of them and say, a whole speech in Spanish, like, bienvenidos a su sorteo 3 Clásico, and just like go into a whole thing. And 
I still remember it because it was the same phrase every day, just different numbers. You couldn't touch the numbers. They just appeared in little balls and then you uh -huh. pointed at them. It was yeah. a whole thing. You had to be certain distance away so that like nobody cheated them. Uh, anyway, that was one of my jobs and it was so funny, but also super fun. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was yeah, it was very interesting. So okay, so tell us about the because I read that the, the first order you got was at the restaurant you were you were at. You heard them yeah. they, they wanted to upgrade the the aprons or, or things like yeah. that, right? And and you jumped into it. Yeah. So you know whether it, who knows it could have been like Cambros for all I know, but I was very excited about aprons at that right. moment, and I was so into that this idea that I could make a uniform that made people look and feel good. And you've probably definitely seen a Headley and Bennett apron out in there in the world. It's the aprons that have like thick straps on the chest and they have a little red patch mm -hmm. on the like upper pocket. We actually have that like patented and everything. Right. Um, they're copyrighted. And that little red patch has a little and symbol on it. And that's a Headley and Bennett apron. So I, the idea started from make the best apron in the world period for chefs. Mm. Uh, it was very industry focused. Like everything we did was custom. And I did that for quite some time. And Alton Brown was one of our first orders, Martha Stewart, David Chang. Like we got some really incredible people to start wearing our product because they believed in it. And by the way, I wasn't like giving the product away. I couldn't afford to give the product away. I started right. the company with $300 and I was a $10 an hour line cook. Right. Like I didn't, I, I couldn't even, try to give it away if I wanted to. Um, and that's really how it got kicked off. And what I loved about it was that the chef community really embraced it. They embraced the idea of good ingredients, well-made in the way that they embrace the farmer's market, farmers, sure. et cetera, people that like care about their craft. Right. And from there, all of these famous chefs and other chefs and all kinds of amazing chefs just chefs and cooks everywhere started wearing them. So then people would see that apron, they'd see the little patch and they'd be like, who, who makes those? Right. And, um, and then people would be like, oh, it's Ellen, the apron lady. You should talk to her. She's making aprons now. And that's how it got going. Like street by street, chef by chef, right. like one person at a time. Mm -hmm. And then it like snowballed into more of a direct to consumer business, but that took a, a long while to pivot into that, right. but it really right. started as something very simple. And right. I, I love to share that part of the story because sometimes people are starting out or they want to have a big business or a big idea. And it, it really just starts with the action from going from like no action to right. action, right? right? Like deciding you're going to do something and then making that leap Mm -hmm. and then starting and not stopping which is what my entire book is all about dream first details later it's in the title <laughs> yeah so i have a, so speaking of that that that's what kind of was uh, i was fascinated about um did you have kind of an idea so when when somebody said oh we're looking to to upgrade the aprons when you jumped into that did you already have in your mind a design or or the all the things that you really wanted into it or you just kind of said i could definitely improve this and then just went with it it was the latter. I was like, I can definitely improve this and then I'm going to figure it out. And then I got that first order and that right. forced me to navigate to what it. that looked like. Yeah, yeah exactly. It forced me to do it. Right. Um, but a lot of the early designs were done with chefs. It was mm -hmm. like Sang Yoon coming to the office and being like, 
I've been thinking about pockets, you know, saying you from father's office or, um, you know, Joseph Centeno, who's our first customer and also one of my first chefs. And he would be like, I like this fabric, but I need it to be thicker. And I need the pockets to be a little bit like, you got to reinforce them or else they're going to fall off, you know? And, and chefs are particular, like they know what they want. And so they had a lot of opinions. Yeah. It was very helpful, honestly. Yeah, no, they, they do. We've, we've got 10,000 products and we, we, we definitely hear about it. You definitely yeah, hear yeah. about no, it. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. You, and, and that's, that's the, the point I really wanted to make when we talk about, you know, a, a commercial grade restaurant, great quality. There's a difference, you know, a lot of times oh my God, I mean, yes. with our products, when, when people try to say, well, what's the difference between this and that? And it's, it's one thing to, you know, to use something every so often or even daily, but to use it every hour, every minute. And obviously in your case, it's, you know, you know, 10, 12 hours a day easily, you know, that's, yep. uh, yeah, that's, that's a big thing. Um, okay. So you started this while you were still in Mexico city. How, when did you move uh, the, the production, the company up here to, to LA? How did that work out? Oh, so no, I actually started Headley and Bennett. In in LA. In LA. Okay. Yeah. okay. So I was in Mexico city, went to school there, finished okay. up around 22, 23, okay. then moved back to the States. Okay. Then okay. got my job at these restaurants um, and started Headley and Bennett in 2012, June okay. 2012. And that was like seedling of the idea, got my first order, was still working full-time at Providence and at Baco and as a personal chef for like the first year and change, maybe mm -hmm. a little longer. Um, and, and then I started setting up a farmer's market booth on Sundays um, at the Hollywood farmer's market. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I would do 6 a.m. to 3.30, break it down at 3. It was like 3-ish. Uh, and then run and clock into service by 3.30 wow. and then work that shift till midnight. And I was so, I mean, I have a lot of energy, but holy cow, I was exhausted yeah. by the time wow. Sunday was over. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's yeah. impressive. Oh, great. Um, so obviously besides chefs, you work with a lot of even celebrities, you know, yeah. uh, for example, on, on your website, uh, I saw the uh, last couple of days, you had Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family. Yeah. Uh, you partnered with him a little bit. He has a cookbook that, that came out and mm -hmm. I see him there with his uh, Santa Fe uh, design apron. It looks uh, very good. Uh, so tell me how that experience has been. And obviously not just with some of these celebrities, but with a lot of companies who worked with American Express yeah. and SpaceX and things. How does that work out? And what, uh, uh, what do you offer from, uh, uh, what, what do they look to you to, to do for them? Yeah, so because our roots were very much in custom when the company first started, mm -hmm. we have a really, we have had a really robust um, section of the company that if you have a particular design and you want to make it, we have a, a B2B team, we call them, right? Mm -hmm. Business to business team that works with restaurants and corporations okay. to customize whatever it is that they want to do. Now, we have a lot more streamlined options than before but back in the day you would show up and say i want a freaking pony on my apron and we would figure out how to get the pony on the apron um <laughs> uh, now we have we're like here are the five options and maybe there's like a cat but not the <laughs> pony um so that is not as crazy as it used to be but one of the awesome things we do have is the capability of doing unique things to the apron so we can embroider we can change the straps we can change the ampersand and so people love that they love to bring their brand to life through our product and it actually saves them a lot of money because our product lasts forever right yeah. it's like 
I have chefs that still have their aprons from 2012. So if you think about the amount of times you have to recycle all the um, aprons that they drop off from the linen service, you're spending, I mean, there's chefs that spend hundreds of thousands of dollars annually on that stuff. So here you have an apron that's like, okay, it's more money up front, but it's going to last you a long time. Kind of like with Cambro. It's like, you're not buying Cambro every five minutes. That thing lasts forever. Um, So that's what Headley Amount is all about. And now we have an entire portal on our website that it's the B2B portal. So you can log on there, get industry pricing and just like be able to buy our product without even having to like interface with a sales rep. You can just Just buy it at a discount, which is cool. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Talk all about the test kitchen. When did you guys uh, open that yeah. up? Oh, well, I, I told you all about how we customize for chefs, but I didn't tell you about our uh, collapse. So um, the way that we, so all of that collaboration with chefs sparked the idea of doing collaborations with like real companies. Yeah. And so a couple of years into Headley and Bennett, we decided, man, this is really fun. Like we should team up with other big companies. And sure. so- we tapped, uh, you know, we've done stuff with Madewell. We have done several collaborations with Vans. We have an incredible worksheet wow. with Vans. Um, we've done stuff with Red, AIDS Foundation. Like we've just done a ton of things throughout the years with companies that have nothing to do with food or with cooking. Right. And I love that. And there's actually a whole chapter in my book dedicated to collaboration and like how to land a good collaboration and how to make it authentic, right? Mm-hmm. Because people can smell BS a mile away, sure, right. but it's not a real collab. Um, so that has led us to just working with people. They have a great idea that's different than your company. And then when you come together, it's mm-hmm. like magic happens. And I love it because they flip your ideas upside down. You're in the weeds of your business every day. And you're like, this is just how we do it. And then somebody shows up and they're like, well, what if you do it like this? And you're like, holy crap, I had never thought about that. Yeah. So that's what I love about collabs. They push you out of your comfort zone. They teach you new things and they excite your customer because they're like, oh my God, did you see that Cambro just teamed up with this company? And like, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. So that's really what led to it. And then Jesse had, um, you know, his cookbook coming mm-hmm. out. And he's, he's been a huge fan of Headley and Bennett and a very good friend of mine for a, a long time since Headley and Bennett began really. And he was like, I would love to do an apron with you inspired by my cookbook and inspired by Santa Fe because he's from New Mexico. Yeah. Um, so we teamed up and made that apron and it's so freaking cool. So everybody mm-hmm. should go and get it on our website. It's limited edition. Definitely. Yeah. It looks really, really cool. Um, Okay, so I want to talk about this community you built, the uh, hashtag Apron Squad. Yes. So impressive. And, and tell us about that. Obviously, you know, I think uh, the, the key feature of it is the product, but then it goes beyond that because it's not just uh, about the product, it's about the entire community. Totally. Um, you know, it's a really beautiful community of just like very hardworking people that are like dreamers, they're doers, they're hustlers, and a lot of, um, a lot of aspiring chefs. Right. So you have a lot of people in the kitchen working 12, 13 hour shifts and they're rocking Headley and Bennett. And it's like it's their thing that makes them feel like I am a part of a community. I look good. And if I look good, I feel good. And like I'm going to be a chef one day and I'm on my way there. And then at the same time, you have executive chefs who are like, I've worked my ass off all of these years. 
now I'm going to wear a product that actually like makes me look good and feel good. Mm -hmm. So it's like at every step of the journey, it's almost like a badge of honor a little bit like, Hey, you, you've gotten this far. You better keep going, keep pushing, keep dreaming, keep hustling, put your Headley and Bennett apron on. So it's, it's very much about the attitude. I would say like, yes, our aprons by far hands down, no question are the best in the world. I know this because I know how much time, energy, and focus we spend on sourcing our materials um and we have like our we have like five stars on all of our reviews and all this stuff so that like our customers love our product but it really is the attitude that people feel when they slip an apron on a headley and pennant apron on that makes the difference right and you guys have really great content i love all the uh, tiktok video videos you guys have on there (laughs) our tiktok is pretty crazy (laughs) yeah great it's awesome. Yeah. I, I love it. I dig it. Yeah. I mean, you learn it, you learn a ton of stuff. And I think that's the key there. It's not just, it's not self-centered obviously as you know, yeah. a lot of things can be. <laughs> yeah, totally. No. Yeah. I mean, we really pride ourselves on like helping people like bridge to the kitchen right now. We have so many, we have because of COVID so much of our business pivoted towards home consumers right. and we have all these home cooks that are trying to learn how to be better chefs, how to be better cooks, how to just cook in general. And we want our content to make people feel like, oh my gosh, I can go and uh, do that to a fish. Okay, I'm gonna learn how to do that to my cast iron skillet. All right, I can clarify butter, you know? So it's it's very fun. Yeah, people should definitely follow Headley and Bennett on Instagram and on TikTok. And mine is at Ellen Marie Bennett. Perfect. Um, okay, so let's get into the book a little bit. You, you mentioned a few things about it. Yeah. Uh, when did the uh, when did the idea for it come out? And uh, a brief overview for it. So the book idea happened several years ago when I started Headley and Bennett. Uh, you know, I went to the business book section and I was like, okay, I want a book about business, and mm-hmm. everything was like black and white and serious and. It was just so sterile and it was just like, oh my God, how are you going to invent great, amazing future ideas if like, this is how you're learning about it. And I didn't go to business school. So I was really looking for something inspiring Mm -hmm. and smart. Right. And so when I, when I started thinking about writing a book, I was like, man, I should share my journey of how I went from a line cook to a business owner. And I did it with $300 bootstrapped, you know, out of my house with contacts from my own world. And it, that was why I wanted to do it. And I also believe that a lot of people sometimes think you have to have every resource in the world to start a business. And that's just not true. And so the idea of dreaming first details later came to be. And it was just the notion of like, if you have an idea and you have a body that's working, right? You're like alive. There's like, all right, check, check. Your prerequisites are like applied. And so you're like, all right, let's go. Let's do do this. I'm here. I'm human. I can make it happen. And I've got like air in my lungs. Let's try. And making people go from thought to action is the whole idea of the book. And The book is super colorful. So normally business books are literally black and white. Mine is literally colorful. So the (laughs) entire thing is filled with like really fun, uh, 
into infographics, you know, like in Wired magazine, how they have all those crazy infographics, same thing. Uh, and I think that people will really enjoy it because COVID is ending right now and we've all been at home with our ideas kind of like stuck in our heads. Yeah. Now is the time, like this is the window. I hope whoever's listening knows that this like, this is a sign that they need to get out there and make that thing happen that they've been thinking about. Awesome, awesome, that's great. Well, uh, we're, we're definitely gonna put all the links uh, on, on, the, uh, on the blog for this. So definitely uh, check out CanberraEats.com. We'll have all your Instagram links, uh, TikTok and links to, uh, you're gonna sell the book on your site and yep. I assume it'll be on Amazon and all, yep. the, all, the, all the usual spots where people get books. That's right, local <laughs> bookstores. Yeah, we're, the book officially launches April 27th. We're doing an event with Now Serving here in LA and a bunch of different spots. So definitely follow along on social. And we're launching a whole apron around the book too. Which oh, is very cool. Fun. Yeah. Very cool. Well, great. I, I want to thank you for, for joining us today and uh, continued success and best of luck. I was going to ask you what's next, but again, besides the book, I assume we've got like a ton of other stuff coming up, but I don't know if you want to say anything more. <laughs> you know, I'm just so excited to see the world come back to life. That's, that's what's next. What's next is post COVID. Um, and I think that everybody doesn't know exactly what's going to happen, but what I do know is it's going to be better than last year. And the world is, has learned a lot. I think we've all learned a lot and we've learned to focus on what's important. And I'm just super pumped for everybody to leap into this new chapter and not just like revert back to everything we were doing before, but instead be like, okay, we just went through that and we're going to alter how we do certain things and then go back at it. So I think that's what I'm most, most looking forward to and what's ahead for all of us. Um, so yeah. Great, well, thank you again. Thank you so much, Felix. Thank you for listening. Please check out cambroeats.com for all the social links and some great visuals from Ellen and Hedley and Bennett. Until next time, stay hungry.